You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 108 with my guest today, Hank Sherman from the band Merciful Fate. So in this episode, we talk about writing new material for an album hopefully coming out really soon, his connection with Metallica, plus a bit about his influences as well. Now, before we go to the interview, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Musician, Custom Guitar Picks, and Living Music. So let's go over to the interview now with Hank Showman. Hey. Hello, Hank. Hank here. How are you, Hank? It's Adam Roach here. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? You're, you're far from where I am, I guess. Yeah, very far. I'm right down in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Now, thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, always happy to be informative of, you know, anything regarding music. So basically, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, if that's okay. Um, pretty much what's happening now with your music. And I know apparently got a new album is coming out or in the works at the moment. Yeah, you know, I have been personally working on uh, new Mental Fate songs for at least since the end of 2018. So I've been working for uh, on new songs uh, constantly since. I wanted to take a, an approach that I did very early on, you know, not using any drum machines or anything, because then I get locked into to what the drum machine is playing. So yep. I, you know, just sit on the couch, get the ideas, you know, like I always basically have done, and then take those ideas into the rehearsal room and shape uh, shape things up together with the drummer who is also living here in Copenhagen. And also I wanted to have the time to to shape the songs perfectly. Mm. Uh, if you if if you compose too fast, then you might have some regrets and maybe you miss out on details. So I think when Merciful Fate will eventually uh, release a full album, it it really needs to be you know top notch. So it's just in the the writing stages at the moment, is it? Yeah, I think there's about six or seven songs uh, I'm done and King are. Uh, now processing uh, the first one and we are then uh, uh, collaborating about you know maybe the arrangement maybe that there's a part that needs to be let's say twice a lot as long and stuff like that so do you have a time frame like when you or just whenever you get it ready we were supposed to at least had a, had a plan to release a single a new single before uh, uh, the the festival shows but yep. since those are all cancelled and and everyone gets stressed about a lot of other things then we look maybe at some uh, late October November maybe a single or two but that's that's in the plan yep. um, I personally think 2021 will be uh, good for a, a full album release. Yeah. Uh, but exactly when it's impossible to say now. I think everything's pretty much like that now, isn't it? Like you don't really know what's going on. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty you know stressful, of course. But now you know I have been adapted for two weeks here, and and now it's all about music production, and uh, and the same goes for King. I mean, we are we are putting everything into the music now, and uh, just await what what will happen in for the future. Yep. Uh, when will the different countries open up again and you know open for business and um, what about the festivals I, th- I think uh, all festivals will cancel within a a day or two so that all of 2020 is like is cancelled basically yeah yeah actually I heard that today actually someone was talking about that saying like a lot of people are trying to you know reopen some of these festivals for later in the year but yeah we, we don't know what's going on so it's like you said yeah. we're off just waiting till next year 
Exactly. That, you know, some festivals had hoped that they could postpone it to August, but it's just to forget it. It, it will all hopefully happen in 2021 and hopefully uh, we will be re-invited <laughs> to join those festivals. Yeah, we'll, for sure. I can see all these musicians being stressed out now that, you know, not being able to tour, so they have to find other ways of, you know, showing themselves, you know. So yep. there's a lot of uh, funny, creative ideas floating on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So with your writing, if you do it with the other guys, so do you just do it via uh, the internet, like to send ideas back and forth? Yeah, uh, mostly I, as back in the day, I, you know, do all, all the things here myself yep. with, as regarding as the composing all the parts for the song, um, the one I'm doing, and, and then I will send uh, the final mix to, to King, okay. uh, and then he will uh, take a listen, and then uh, he will come back to me and say, hey, maybe that part should be you know twice as long, or maybe move that there. So we kind of arrange it together. And then when it's right, then I do a, a new mix and, and then he starts uh, put it into his uh, studio system and yep. and test ideas. Mm. Oh, that's great. I was looking back at some of the interviews he did a long time ago now. And I noticed that you guys have always had a, a big connection with Metallica, you know, as far as the, like the 30th anniversary you guys did and you know, Lars playing on one of your songs, uh, was it Return to the, of the Vampire? Um, so you guys, yeah. you still got the connection with the guys from Metallica? Not as much as uh, as it used to be. Uh, the story goes all the way back to the early '80s. You know, me and Lars uh, were actually going to the to the same concert. You know, it could be ACDC, it could be uh, other. You know, f- from late '70s and into early '80s. And yep. I would and I I would recognize the guy even though I didn't talk to him because we were living both living north of Copenhagen, mm. taking the same train train back home and stuff and. Eventually, he uh, ended up in California. Uh, we did the four Merciful Fate. He released Kill Them All in '83, and we released uh, Melissa in '83. And then, uh, when they did Ride the Lightning, they were recording in a studio in Copenhagen, right next to our rehearsal room. So mm. they would come down to our rehearsal rooms and listening to you know us practicing, and yep. and we would go. Uh, a, a few stairs up to the left and then uh, see what they have uh, here, what they have been recording and at the end of the evening everyone would go to the downtown Copenhagen for the English pub uh, to have a lot of beers mm. so, so we had we had a lot of fun so it goes all the way back to, the, to 80, 82, well, 83, 84 yep. and then every time us were fate were touring in the States in the 90s, we would always hook up with them when we uh, arrived uh, into San Francisco. Oh, well, that's really good. And eventually that led to us being invited to uh, to do that European tour in, in 99 with them and Lars uh, recording drums on, on In the Shadows and uh, me and King were invited to play together with Metallica on some of Fate songs. So so we have a long history together and, and, and a fun one. Yeah. And didn't they, they recorded some of your songs as well, didn't they, on Garage Inc.? Yes. Uh, they recorded like a kind of a medley, you know, combining five songs into one song. So yeah. that was p- pretty creative. Yeah. And then um, what was the other thing? The guitar game, the Guitar Hero or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That 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 was in two thousand and eight. Yeah. And the reason for that we got back together with Merciful Fate with all the original guys were that uh, we went to the original studio and hoped that we that they would have a 
the master recording tape, but uh, they were gone. Mm. So in order to deliver the original songs uh, to the Guitar Hero uh, game, we had to re-record them. So mm. actually that was a good thing for us. So those were newly recorded versions of Evil and Curse of the Pharaohs, yeah. Yeah. Now I must ask you, did you ever try playing them on the game? No. Uh, I'm as such not a gamer whatsoever. You know, I, I, when I first got my first iPhone in a lot of years ago, I, I yeah. tested a you know a little here and there, but n- not on any desktop computer or anything. I'm 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 not into that. Yeah. Except that I'm I'm doing a, a air simulation. So basically, I'm flying a 747. I'm landing in different airports, take off because I'm a big uh, airliner. Enthusiast, you know, from oh, wow. back in my day, uh, started on aviation, um, you know, spotting. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so I'm having fun with that, you know, flying airplanes. Well, that's a bit like uh, Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, he, like, he, uh, he actually took it to my dream. My yeah. dream, uh, being maybe 15 years old, 16, was to be an airline pilot. Oh yeah. Uh, and then within two weeks, uh, I discovered the bank Kiss and. Uh, then uh, my uh, pilot dreams kind of faded out really quickly and I was totally into music, certainly. You've done a good thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully. You know, yeah. that's, uh, you know I, I would think so because I think that because I'm still here and uh, talking about Merciful Fate that was created uh, almost 40 years ago. So yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that's, I think, pretty nice. It is, yeah, for sure. So were, were Kiss one of your main influences Growing up, um, yeah. I, when I went to school in in the sixties and seventies, especially in seventies, you know, we heard of Black Sabbath, Slade, Sweet, Uriah Heep, uh, those types of bands. Yeah. Um, then when I uh, got out of school, you know, Kiss surfaced um, at least uh, in my horizon, and I got, I was totally, you know, wow, Kiss, you know, had posters uh, at home and. Uh, and then I got into Ace Freely, and at, at one day I say, hey, you know, I gotta play guitar like Ace Freely. Yeah. So that was uh, the only reason why I went to this uh, newly built uh, shopping mall um, and bought a Blacklist Paul copy from Japan for about $100, uh, yeah. 500 Danish kroners at that time. Yeah, so, wow. <laughs> so that's, and that was in March 1977. Mm. And this was also in the beginning because uh, soon after that, I, you know, I gradually uh, left Kiss as a, because they they started to put out some weird albums, you know, Dynasty, Unmasked. Yeah. So I I changed my focus to the more heavy metal, like Judas Priest, Seventies uh, albums, and all that. So oh, very cool. And it kind of led to the past, probably where I am now. Yeah. I mean, but but listening to your guitar playing now, you. It's really hard to tell the influences. That's why I like to ask. You have your own style. Yeah. For me, it was to start with more about uh, composing. You know, I was instantly into to composing. So when I, I uh, formed the first band, Brad's in 78, I, you know, I instantly started to mess around with chords. So, so that has that's one of my drives. Mm. Uh, the lead guitar playing was not uh, as focused for, from my sides other than when I did that, it was more like more desperate, yep. you know, just being aggressive and desperate, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what made also made Muscle Fate special because you have Michael who was uh, really tasteful, very melodic and very, you know, uh, 
they were precise in his playing, and I'm I was all over, you know, <laughs> being uh, crazy, you know. So so I think that uh, that difference is really was really cool back then. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, of course, I'm have focused um, so much more on playing the lead guitars and all that. So mm. uh, I'm uh, and I'm still learning, you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> You know, they really start. You know, that was just in the beginning. Then, then it was Judas Priest mainly for the uh, for the music, and then I totally got into Uli Roth, and uh, because of that, where you know from Scorpions and his solo albums, then I simply had to have myself a Stratocaster. That was basically mm. what led me to buy the Stratocaster I'm basically using uh, today. So, okay. so it's kind of a, a fun detail there. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, once but, this is all over. Yeah, we'll definitely see you guys down here. Yeah, I, I definitely hope so. We'll, uh, we never uh, had the chance to go to Australia. Japan and, and Australia is about the only two places uh, Mercer Fate and I believe King Diamond not have, have not been. So mm. hopefully new times will, you know, rise uh, yep. after these quick times here. <laughs> okay, Adam, All uh, right. nice talking to you. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, I'll see you in Australia next year. Certainly. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.